Good evening, good evening. Welcome to the Cows Potato Sports Report. T-Bird along with OG and Dex in the studio this week. Uh, got a lot of things to talk about, guys. Uh, you know, we got some Hawks talk. Uh, got a little uh, WBC OG. But uh, we're going to kick it off with the Hawks. Um, y'all know, if y'all been listening to us and looking at sports, that the Hawks probably one of the most mediocre teams there is in the NBA. Uh, you know, we, we you don't have to be nice about it. Well, they are. That's right. an understatement <laughs> right there. Uh, you know, we two games below 500. Um, had a game one against Minnesota the other night, OG. And uh, we were up by 10 points uh, in the fourth quarter. When you up by 10 points in the fourth quarter, you should win the game. We didn't. And, uh, the, the question is, can Quinn Snyder fix them in the coming year? You know, he's got a tall task. The Hawks have been plus or minus one game in you know around 500 for 37 straight games. Like they just cannot either win or they just don't know what they want to do. They need an identity. Quinn Snyder has potential to really set the tone. He's got the personality and the you know the pedigree to to set the tone. And that winning culture where I don't think we had before, but we, we got to win winnable games. I mean, we gave them one away against, against Minnesota, but then we go out and beat golden state a, a week and a half ago. Yeah, like, we, we were like, what are we Jekyll and Hyde here? I mean, what, what's the deal? Well, I, I just think that we got, um, you know, we got a, a couple of inconsistent players, Deandre Hunter, John Collins. Uh, you're not going to get, 20 and 10 every night for the minute. I, 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 I'm, I, I am a DeAndre Hunter killer. I don't like him. I'm ready for him to go. He, 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 he to me, he's just not, his shot is the ugliest shot in the NBA. You can tell when he shoots that he gonna miss it. John Collins, I think they messed him up by telling him they gonna trade him, trade him, trade him. They never did. He don't know what he wants to do on the court. If you'll watch the game, he, he's, in between shooting, he's shooting threes that don't go in. Just it's just a, a myth. So to me, you gotta you gotta swap out. If you can uh trade uh John Collins, DeAndre Hunter to I would love to trade them to Boston for um uh Brown. Mm-hmm. I forget Jaylen his name. Brown. Jalen Brown. I'll, and he would want to come home, I think, because you know, he ain't having no good time in Boston. He even said it. So I would I would put them two together if they taken it with a couple of draft picks and send them on their way. So we 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 and I think Quinn Snyder can be the one. I really do. I like his style, but he's got to have players. He's got to have players that respond. And then Trey, who is the head of the snake, I've seen him play better. He's trying to play a little bit of defense because I think he likes Quinn Snyder right now. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's just like at the start of the season when um when we brought in oh my gosh I'm blanking on his name here oh uh, DeAndre Murray DeAndre Murray and and oh man the first couple of games preseason oh they're playing they're playing great they're passing everybody and then that went away and we called that hey it's gonna work great until it doesn't yeah I hope that uh, uh, Trey is bought into Quinn Snyder for the long term and not just for right it's now just for right now because yeah. it's new. Right. I, you know, I, I, they play good in spurts. Uh, Double O is playing out of his mind. Okongwu, 
he is playing out of his mind. Clint Capella is doing what he normally does every night. And then we signed Bogey to that four-year deal, which caught everybody by surprise. Uh, I, I, I'm still over here wondering, I, I, it's Quinn Snyder got to like him, Dex. I mean, he just got to like him. I mean, somebody does. I mean, I, I don't think I've ever liked anybody enough to pay him a contract like that. So, Well, you know, Bogey gives you that outside three-pointer, but he – but he misses a lot of games, and I didn't quite understand it. But maybe Snyder know. But we 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 gotta. I'm I'm sure that when we go into next year, that roster is gonna be somewhat different. But it's it's not gonna be different for a rebuild. It's gonna you gotta replace those players with players of equal or more value. Yeah, we're we're not a complete team, so we still have some gaps and some holes, and we need to yeah re- replace what what could where we could improve and not really change the mold of the team but we've got to just bits and you know the the b players we've got it we've got to really yeah, upgrade our we b got, players we got to upgrade the bench yep. no doubt uh i think um and there's going to be some changes to the co- coaching staff too he's already brought in two of his guys he brought him in last week so there's going to be more changes to the coaching staff so i i can't say that the future is bright for the Hawks, <laughs> but I can just say that I know there's going to be changes. So is, are we in the situation where Snyder's got to perform, you know, immediately, or he's going to be out on the street? Do you think they're going to give him the time yes, to, to build correctly? I do. They signed him to a five-year deal. I think they'll give him all of three years, at least all of three years. They signed him to a five-year deal. Mm-hmm. But I think they'll give him all of three years because we're not rebuilding. So, and they may even give him four, you know. But but if we're still like this after four years, that's our own fault. Yeah, yeah I mean, it is. He's he's on he's on that warm seat uh, contract. I think I don't think they're. I don't know how serious they are. You know, it's every every day is going to be making break for him. But to be quite honest, I don't. I I'm not holding my breath. What I'm uh, he's Quinn is well respected around league. He's very smart, and I can I can see that they're trying to play better. But they we still can't get defense. You know, we we got some spurts, we've got some turnovers, we've got, we played a little bit, but you got to have forty minutes of total defense, and we're not getting that. Now, remember, he's he's playing with, and he inherited this team. Right. So he can only do so much with what he's got. And, right. I mean, I think he's he's getting some of it. But the, the in-game IQ is not there because we're blowing leads and we're still messing up, you know, end-of-game situations. End-of-game situations, that's right. And so you got to replace those parts that's not giving you what you're supposed to have. You know, I – at the end of the game. I mean, what do you do to do that, though? You know, that's the well, real oh, question. Like, you get a Jalen Brown. Do you, that's what you do. do you, I mean, but do you, do you, that go, can close. Do you go G League? Do you go? No, 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 no. You ain't going to G League. You're going to try to uh, maybe you – you if you move John Collins, that's going to free up some money because they just signed him to a $25 million deal. Yeah. So that'll free up some money. So if Jalen Brown's there, you're going to have to get him in a trade. So if you can, that would be one of my targets this offseason. Go get Jalen Brown. He can close. Okay. And then if you move DeAndre Hunter as well, you got to get somebody that's better than him. 
Uh -huh. You understand? He got yeah. a lot of potential, but he don't never reach it too much. You got to get somebody that's better than him that can close and hit shots at crunch time. The great teams, let's just think about Golden State and Steph Curry. Hit shots at crunch time, and we can't do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Yeah, we, we can't do it. So are you are you prepared to give away, you know, a good chunk of the, the talent on the team to get Jalen Brown? Yes. And, and know that it'll be Trey, Jalen, and then there's a big gap in between, you know, the next tier of player. No, 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 no. When you – I would give DeAndre Hunter and John Collins for Jalen Brown because they ain't giving me nothing. You understand? I mean – you got to get crunch time players. Then uh, you can you can look at another free agent because if Jalen Brown comes, he gonna attract some more. You got De uh, DeAndre Murray, Trey Young, Jalen Brown. Still gonna probably have Capella. You got Okongu coming off the bench, and who? And then you got Bogey. And uh, so you. And then the next thing I got to do is build my bench up because I got my starting five right there. But yeah. you got a short starting five. You got essentially three guards. Now Jalen Brown's six. Uh, I think he's six eight, so he would be. Uh, oh, I didn't. Think he, yeah, he would be a forward. See, he gonna replace John Collins as that. Yeah, as that as that uh, five or four. So what if what if Boston comes back and says, no, we need we need something more. Then you are gonna have to have a backup plan in case they do. It, it, because you, but then you got to find the balance here. You got to give them what they want. But if you give them three, four players, two, we'll give them two players and and some draft charges. Draft charges don't mean nothing. However many draft, yeah, just give them, just give them it all. Take them because you only got two rounds mm -hmm. in the NBA, and a lot of them don't even make it. So you know, it's just yeah, you know, hey, go Hawks. <laughs> All right, guys, when we come back, we're going to talk a little Braves baseball. Y'all know we uh in spring training, the Braves wrapping up uh, spring training, and we had a little bit of a surprise of somebody that they sent down. Be back in a moment. Mo Better from the Couch Potato Sports Report. Graduation is upon us, and a new car is a great gift. Don't just send them into the world with a reliable ride, but unreliable insurance. At the LeVette Group, we will find the best tailor-made policy. We could even add on renter's insurance for further coverage and a better deal. Just call Todd Dean at the LeVette Group. Call Todd Dean at 678-777-7718. Again, call Todd Dean at 678-777-7718. Hey, this is producer Dex with the Couch Potato Sports Report. I have so much fun watching these guys talk about sports like they're sitting around a water cooler. There are a few things that can compare to sharing your peace of mind about something that you care about. Have you ever thought about telling the world what you know? That's where Podbean comes in. Podbean is a podcast platform that combines live streaming, analytics, a website, and more all in one place. You can create, record, distribute, manage, and monetize your pod from a desktop or phone app. Start with the basic free plan and receive a $100 credit for advertising to build your audience. Now go to the show notes, click on the link, and you will receive $100 advertising credit when you start your podcast today. 
Also, it's a great way to support the show. Hi, we are back on the Couch Potato Sports Report live in Cartersville, Georgia. T-Bird, OG, and Dex in the house producing. Um, You know, guys, we in spring. We just got through uh, with, uh, you know, the WBC, which we'll go into that a little bit later, OG. But, you know, the Atlanta Braves – uh having a decent spring i think we're 13 and 9 or something like that play tonight against uh i think we got boston tonight and they got one of the young pitchers uh dodd his last name dodd on the mound that they drafted three years ago and he might be the fifth starter so that's a good thing that you're getting something out of that but the big thing is is uh the shortstop that was supposed to replace dansby swanson so we thought it was going to be Vaughn Grissom. They sent Vaughn Grissom down along with, uh, I think his name, Brandon Shoemake. I think his first name, Brandon. And Arcia, Orlando Arcia, is going to be your shortstop in the beginning. I still, you know, I'm sure that Grissom would be up at some point, but we all thought that Grissom was going to uh, start the season off. So, OG, what's your thoughts on that? You know, it's interesting. We, we, a week or two ago, we talked about how well uh, Grissom was hitting and it was, he's got big shoes to fill. Obviously he, he was doing his part offensively. It really, with shortstop defense is so critical, but, but, but um, RC has been replaced multiple times at shortstop already. He was, he was a shortstop before Dansby. He was a backup. Yeah. Well, but like why I just, I don't understand something must be going they there must be something there that they don't want to tell you know they're not going to tell us about why they made that move well i think that uh that um the reason why they got arshie plans because number one he was a, f- a four-year starter in uh milwaukee for from the milwaukee brewers four years he's got experience he's got a little bit of a bat he had a home run the other day um so I think that they're 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 kind of being sure-footed and wanting to get Grism just right. But they say Shoemake is playing well too. So I think they got some type of a, a dilemma, and he's gonna fill in until they make a decision on one of those cats. Cause you still gotta remember Grism is young. He's you know, he wasn't even supposed to be up last year. They got him out of double A. So he wasn't even supposed to be up. So uh, I, I think that, and that could be a thing where they learned from Dan's. You remember when we got Dansby in the trade, and they shoot, they shot him right out there, and Dansby came from Arizona's uh, farm system, shot him right out there, putting the billboards up, saying Dansby is the is the next thing, and he had a lot of pressure on it. So that 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 could be a way that they're trying to do that. Dex, you got thoughts? Uh, honestly, I I think no matter what happens, somebody's gonna have to back him up. Those guys are just basically going to end up battling it out no matter what. I I have no idea what's going to end up happening, to be honest with you. I've never even heard of uh, Arcia, but yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens, man. Well, um, you know, everybody, everybody was, that's the, you said it. We got to see what happened because nobody thought that Grism was going to go down. So, you know, in uh, talking about the Braves, OG, 
looking at that lineup, we got Acuna back. He's back from the WBC, played for Venezuela. Um, we've got uh, your boy is raking in left field. Ozuna, can you believe that? And all he doing is being quiet and hitting the ball, and that's what he better do. Yeah, yeah, he's he's had enough controversy. Just shut up and play. Just shut up and play. And Eddie Rosario is hitting the ball as well. Went deep in a couple of them uh, WBC games. So that's a good problem to have. Good problem. Yeah, I just I hope I, we want consistency, and and we don't just want home run. You know, consistency. Yeah, with home I want to play we, baseball. We want to play baseball, and with all this. You know the new rules and all that. It, it it really is emphasizing the small ball, which is what you I know That's you, what I you like. really like. Yeah, I hope that we yeah sure home runs are exciting, but I think singles doubles win games. They they, they win games. I I agree with you, there, OG. And when we look around at the Braves lineup, let's go full tip. Matt Olson has seven home runs in spring training. Now I know and you know that. That means absolutely nothing because he could go cold right when the season starts. You know, we've seen that happen. But that is a good thing because at least that gives us hope that he's going to be on. So when you when you go around the lineup, I think uh, actually uh, Murphy is going to start at catcher over Darno. I think Darno is going to be the, the reserve. But you got two good catchers. Two good catchers right there, so that's a plus. You go to first base, you got Olsen. You go to second base, you got Ozzy. Ozzy been relatively quiet, but I, he's been playing, made a great play yesterday. Uh, you go to shortstop, there's the question mark, you know, with Arcia. Then you got Riley at third. They don't even care. You know, Austin Riley, they know what they got. So then you go to left field, another question mark. Who's, you know, who's, who's going to come out of there? Rosario, Ozuna. Or they've got that uh, last name's White that they that they picked up as a extra outfield. Then you get the center field. You got Michael Harris the second. Then you then you get the right field. You got uh, Ron Lacuna. So would you put that lineup up against anybody? I think I I think so. I think the overall I think the the lineup has improved. Um, I think the consistency will be there. A little more than last year. So hopefully we're not just, you know, home run or, or nothing else. I, I hope that and I think that we do have the you potential have. here. So I, I guess all that to say, it's great that Olsen's hitting. I hope we come out of the gates hot because the last couple of years we've put ourselves, you know, in the hole for <laughs> for a exciting end of the end of the year. And then, you know, last year he got off to that great start and then he just went in the gutter. And we, we was wondering what was going on. You know, honestly, I, I got questions for you guys. And, you know, I, only you two can answer this as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> I didn't really watch a lot of WBC, but how many of those players came from Atlanta? Because I'm wondering about none of them played from Atlanta? Only uh, Acuna mm-hmm. and Rosario. Okay, well, then they might just be rested. And, and, you know, we'll see what happens towards the end of the season. Because I know conditioning was a bit of an issue towards the end. Uh, well, you know, they started out in spring training with the Braves and then they left yeah, and, and yeah. went to WBC. So, but you got to think they got a lot more, uh, game time at bats in WBC cause you, you taking your starter who's starting, they playing, yeah. you know, and they, they, they made a few, um, uh, reserves, but they, they didn't do much, but you know, we, baseball's a funny game. Dex is, is. 
you can be up here and then you're down for three weeks. You know, just it's it's so mental. Yeah, shout out to the Powder Springs Rockies. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing I wanted to go into, OG, was uh let's talk a little bit about the the rule changes, and you're gonna be surprised. Okay. You know, I wasn't no big proponent of the pitch clock. I I I you know we 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 got into a dog fight about that one night. And uh but I, as I've watched it, I, I it does make the game move. The Braves played the game yesterday in two hours and seven minutes. Two hours and seven minutes. Now I don't like that the game is shorter, but I do like how the game moves. You understand? Yep. I do like how the game moves because in in uh what's his name pitched yesterday? Uh left hander in the bullpen. Uh come on. Uh, I used to be our closer. I can't anyway. It he said it was gonna be hard for him. I and folks, I'm sorry, I think of that name in a minute, but um he said it was gonna be hard for him. And actually he was doing good, and then the pit the pitch clock got him. So it was a ball. And uh yeah, I mean it was he was releasing it. I went into his windup and got ready to release, and they let him go through with it, but they um, called it a ball, made it three two, and then he proceeded to strike the batter out. Um, so I'm gonna have to get used to that. The bases are 18 inches uh wide, uh what a few inches wider, but they're 18 inches uh big now. And that should open up the door for more stolen bases. You know, it, it's it's unique because we're not it's it's a long distance between the bases. Right. I mean, it's not, and we're talking the bases are, you know, six inches total bigger. Right. So that's not I mean, that's minuscule compared to the distance between like why I'm surprised that of all things, the slightly wider bases, I mean, just by a little bit is contributing to more stolen. I mean, it's one of many but, things. Well, this is this is how they intertwine. See, the key ain't that. The key is you can only throw over correct three times. Correct. So if you throw over that third time and you don't get him, it's a balk. That happened in the Braves game yesterday. Acuna was on, and the uh, the pitcher. I don't know if he forgot or what, but he threw over for that third time, and umpire called the ball because he didn't get him. Yep. So they swiped, they didn't get him. So he said, Ball, send a coon you to second base. So if you got, if you know that guy done threw over twice and he ain't got you, you can get, half, you can get a, half half you of, can take a stroll. You can take a stroll. You can literally walk over there. Yeah. So <laughs> that's, that right there is going to increase stolen bases. I guarantee you yes. because he knows if that, if that, Base runner times it just right when he goes to the plate. Hell, he halfway down there, yeah. you know. But if that pitcher, if he gets off too far, and the pitch, say if the pitcher goes to first base, then he's halfway down there. He going on the second base because he ain't gonna try to get back to first because he can't. Right? Yeah, man. He's he's out there on a life raft. Yeah. <laughs> so you know that's gonna increase the stolen base. Yeah, I, that's exactly, and it that is exciting. That's you know that's the whole point of it. Um, and I think the, I, I'm, I'm shocked, first of all, to hear 
your, your I, I just are you you are recording this right yes yeah i'm definitely recording this i noted the time oh start eight log got it all because i just I, I never thought i'd hear the day and he said it with enthusiasm too that was a he's got a smile record. on his face Look well at i know i know well, I, i'd be the first one to tell you you know if i if i you know i ain't afraid to say well maybe i might have been wrong about that but oh maybe i would no 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 no. let's just say <laughs> is you, it christmas for us i know he admitted he was wrong too but you gotta remember i'm a baseball traditionalist so i i still like the old style but i can see where some of the new rules will help i can see that you I know do. I feel like back in my pusher on the playground days, your first one's free. And look at that. Now he's hooked, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, the, now I, the drawback to that is, not, not, uh, just for me, is that I did not like the game being over in two hours and seven minutes. For me, when I go to the ball field, it's just for me. Mm -hmm. I like to get the total experience. That's like I'll get, if the game's at uh, 5.30, uh, say 7.30. I get that at 5.30 because uh, I want to get in Atlanta now. You know, we got the battery. I want to get some of the battery. Uh, I want to see batting practice. I want to see all that. And then when the game goes on, I'm 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 engulfed. It can go on for five hours. I love baseball like that. Yeah. But for for young people, which is what they're gearing, gearing it to, I can see they got they got a whole another agenda of things they want to do after the game. See, I'm I'm whoa. I, I'm wondering how that's gonna affect beer sales, man. Uh, well, again, they'll stop selling beer in the seventh inning, which is what they do. Yeah, but now the seventh inning is an hour and a half. Yeah, in. that's what you I'm know. saying. Gotta, I guess they just have to go to the battery when the game's over because that stuff's still open. Yeah, you got to double up on those coors early, then, huh? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you you do, and you know, it may they may sell more beer. Yeah, yeah, in a short amount of time. It's it's, it's just it's you know it, at the right time when the when the you know the, the kind of lukewarm beer and then the ice cream guy comes. It just there's something to the the longer you're gonna get more more food sales. Yeah, but I, I, I mean I'm sure it'll balance. But the out. ticket sales will you know the increased ticket sales will offset that. Yeah, and 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 you know I think people will look at it like okay I'm taking my my ten year old to the game on a weekday night. So if the game's over in two hours, then they can still get the kid in bed at a decent time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, if they're selling less beer, that's less time for somebody to, you know, vomit on you. You know, that's, all, that's always a good moment. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, hey, man, hey, you you heard it. I'm excited. From my mouth. I want to hear more of this. This is good. <laughs> this is good. All right, guys, when we come back, uh, we're going to stay with baseball and talk a little bit more about the WBC. I want to see if you think it's going to spark more interest in baseball. All right, back in a moment. Hey, this is T-Bird from the Couch Potato Sports Report. I think about Atlanta sports all the time, but I talk about them every Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern here on Podbean. Follow the link. Join myself, Mo, and the other guy as we'll discuss all Atlanta sports from the Braves to the Hawks and the Falcons. Again, join me, T-Bird, with Mo and the other guy every Friday, 6 p.m. live. The episodes will be available on Spotify, Apple, and wherever you listen.
Why would you hold on to a stale old auto policy when you have a fresh new car? New ride, new you, new plan, right? The Levette Group will assess the new you for a tailored policy that meets all your requirements. So why not update your auto needs with a personalized plan from the Levette Group? Call me, Todd Dean, to find the best package that fits you. I can be reached at 678-777-7718. Again, I'm Todd Dean of the Levette Group, and you can reach me at 678-777-7718. And we're back on the Casper State of Sports Report. I want to remind you to uh, please uh, catch us on Podbeam, Spotify, stream us on all, whatever you stream on. Uh, you can catch us anytime. Uh, you know, we're in Cartersville, Georgia, right down here on North Tennessee Street. Come see me. <laughs> what you got, Dick? Uh... The, did you mention the couch spot on the Twitter? Yeah, our Twitter is the couch spot. Yeah, Twitter is right, the couch spot. All right. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Sorry, it, I did a lot of drinking. It, so. Yeah, it's good to have that check with me system, right, OG? That's right. But, uh, you know, in the last segment, we talked about, you know, what 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 players from Atlanta were on the WBC, and that was Ron Lacuna and um, Eddie Rosario, and they played well. Uh, matter of fact, USA knocked out uh, Venezuela. So, so, and the question of this, OG, is do you think that the WBC, the World Baseball Classic, is going to attract a lot more interest because of this year's WBC? Because, see, they've had other WBCs in the earlier years, and nobody's talked about it like they did this one, because you had Otani and Mike Trout at the end of the game. Two of the greatest players in Major League Baseball. I don't think you could script a better ending to the to the WBC. And and even just in the there was a lot of exciting games in leading up in the group stages and and you know in the quarterfinals and something. And so that certainly helps. There's not, you know, blowouts where years past, you know, you you're winning, you know, by the by the mercy rule as as frequently. There there uh-huh. there were much more balanced games, and I think it's kind of like the Olympics where it's, it's around every so often. It's not every year, all year. So there's some excitement built around because, you know, the Olympics aren't, haven't been, um, they haven't played baseball kind of at the country level in a while. And it's a great way to show up and show out and get everybody really excited about baseball because spring training, you know, that's okay. But the casual fans not going to watch spring training. No, no, you're right. But I think the ending, I mean, you just, you cannot script a better ending. And more, I, I, was, I was very pleasantly surprised to see how many people watched the WBC in, in America, but also internationally. Right, right. And in the final game, 40, uh, more than 40% of every house in Japan was tuned in to the WBC. Right. Big Japan is a big country now. That yes. is a lot of people. A lot of people. And it was 8 a.m. on Wednesday morning 
in Japan, and they had 40% of, of the country watching this baseball game. So the international audience came out in droves, which is outstanding. Right. It made it made the WBC the most watched baseball event ever. More really? Than, more than World Did it make? C- really? Because the international crowd. Oh, because, yeah, that's true. Because, in the, yeah. Not in the U.S., but, interna- yeah. you know, international. So I guess my, my kind of thought-provoking question here is, Given the is it the lineups and because it's for the country that's what gets the international audience more engaged than uh, you know the MLB where you know it's in the U.S. but these these players are playing on the U.S. teams. Well, if you think about Japan now, you know they treat all their stars like they're the kings of whatever they're doing, and you know, like you say, all of those people were watching, and it's a lot of people in Japan, yeah. a lot of people. Okay. So they played in Miami, where the, where the uh, Marlins play. Mm-hmm. Okay, and this is this is the thing I got off off uh, the news is that the Marlins last year for the whole year drew nine hundred and seventy something thousand people for the year. Nine hundred. They drew for the for the few days they were in Miami. They drew four hundred fifty thousand. So that's more than half of what they drew for the whole year. So that tells you Miami is bad. Yeah, uh, bad 80, 81 games. It, it takes them 81 yeah, games to get to you get know. that. And they got this in a few games uh, for the World Baseball Classic. And like you say, you had Mike Trout, Otani uh, matched up to end the game. It's three to two. So you know, Trout could hit a long ball tied up, or what? I think might have had somebody. They on did, base. yeah. Yep. Okay, so he could have won the game. You got Otani, who is probably top three best pitchers in baseball. He throws him a slider that nobody could hit. <laughs> right. I mean, that was a slider, baby. And um, they just showed it in slow motion how that ball came down through there and just broke off the table hard. It was a hard, and and Trout swung right through it. Uh, it was. It was just a great moment. I watched it. It was just a great moment. You give that guy a tennis racket, he's not going to hit it. He ain't going to hit that. <laughs> he ain't going to hit it. Yeah, that's one of those throws that actually went around the barn. So, yeah, no yeah. doubt. Right. I mean, and I and I think it is going to spark, uh, you know, more interest. I think that I wish they kind of could find another place to play it. And for uh-huh. this is for the reason, another time to play it. Because when you got – High dollar major league baseball players in that, like Hoskins, uh, well, not Hoskins, got somebody got hurt. Uh, Altuve broke his finger in the world baseball class, but see, he got a, he, his now he out for his team. Yeah, it could have happened in uh spring training with his team, but it didn't. You yeah. understand? So, uh, that's the I, I don't like playing it before. Uh, or doing spring training. I really don't like, I wish we could find another spot to where we could play it. Here's one thing I was thinking, and this is something they do in, in, in soccer. Um, so they have the champions league, right? Yeah. So Real Madrid or Barcelona, which are like the two best teams in La Liga will play in the champions league because they're, they've been the champions of their particular league. And then you have the champions of, the best four teams of um of English Premier and so on and so on. So they end up playing in a tournament all together. And I'm wondering now with all these different international players, would baseball be willing to do that? 
to where um who was it that won last year? Was it the Phillies? The yeah, Phillies won? No, mm-hmm. it was uh no, no, Astros. Astros, I'm sorry. Is the Astros that won? It um and uh I think if you know you have like the Astros play and then the Tokyo whoever whoever wins that league and then you know some team in Germany that's good and somewhere else that's good they come in and they play uh, a champions baseball type league I'm wondering if that would keep generating that interest man you know it could I mean then it would truly be you would truly be the world champion. the world champion yeah. <laughs> right right I mean we talk all this world series yeah but it's literally only played in one place so. right right and it's it's hard to I, I would imagine it's hard to coordinate because their their seasons are different times and you know that then you got to make sure if it's at the end of our season well that could be at the start of you know whatever yeah yeah season but i think that's a great point and and hockey does it too like when the olympics come around yeah. they they kind of take a time out on the season they pause the season because every player is from different country and they're all playing in their perspective countries right yeah, Finland that'd be a great that that'd be something to really think about when when the olympics or the wbc comes around although the wbc maybe didn't have as many it didn't pull as many mlb players as one of these other leagues and the commissioner is a uh, matter of fact he called out some of the major league players especially pitchers he wanted more pitchers to commit to the wbc for 26 because you know you had a lot of um uh, bullpen pitchers, but you didn't have a lot of starters. Yeah, mid tier, mid mid tier guys. Yeah. So he's wanting you know them to commit to that. Uh, you know, it's it, it's your if you don't you can do it if you want to. You don't have to do it. It's not mandatory if you play in the World Baseball Classic. So you know, and and another thing is, uh, <clears throat> you know, with with. Uh, there was a team, I'm trying to think, it was Dominican, U.S., Venezuela. It was eight teams. Italy, wasn't it? Uh, uh, Mexico. Mexico. Cuba, of course. Cuba. And it was one team that, uh, I don't know if it, it wasn't Italy, was Netherlands? it? Netherlands? It, Netherlands. Panama. Panama. Okay. Netherlands. Okay. It's the Netherlands. Netherlands, yeah. Okay. Now, those guys, they were, they some were doctors. Some of them were just yeah. regular workers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and they were regular people. Yeah. And they said, yeah, yeah. They they went to play for their country. Yeah. And they weren't even professional baseball players. Yeah, they still shut up though. Yeah, yeah that no, no, I'm just saying, yeah. To play for your country, you stop what you're doing. That's the way they think. I'm gonna stop working and go play for my country in the world baseball classic. So that's unique when you playing against full-time professional baseball players right and i think otani wore a hat or some something from one of those guys countries because yeah. he respected right you know they and that hat sold out you know in, yeah. in seconds yeah. and i i wish that we had the same kind of just nationality that that some of those countries do national pride you mean yeah yeah, yeah. well the reason why we don't is because the players make so much money. Yeah, and you got to you got to worry about your contract. Yeah, you got to you know uh, you got to worry about your contract. You got to worry about getting hurt. You know those guys from the Netherlands. I guarantee you, if they made any money, well, I would be surprised. And they probably played their. I mean, they they yeah. gave it one hundred and ten percent. Yeah, they gave one hundred and ten percent. And you know they weren't making what these major league players. I made. mean, they did get a free vacation at Miami, so you know there's that. I'm just oh. being an asshole. I, I mean, but yeah, but I mean, you know, yeah, I mean, yeah, you, you know, 
what you comparing? Well, you know, you comparing apples to uh, what grapes? I was gonna say <laughs> apples to filet mignon, but you know, it is what it is. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You take your poison. yeah. So I thought that was commendable. On you know, on those guys, and who wouldn't want to go play against them? Mike Trout, or, or, just to you see know, how you how good yeah, you are, how, how you measure yourself. Yeah, against and Mexico is another good team, and of course the Dominican and Cuba. Oh yeah, Th- those guys are look. The kids are born with a glove in their hand <laughs> right. to play shortstop in the Dominican Republic. Well, the culture has been ingrained, and it's funny because I was earlier today I was watching a video on how. Negro League ball players yes. went down to all those different places. Yes. And they were actually the first American teams to go to Japan. Yeah. And it had built the the culture of baseball there. And yeah, yeah, yeah it's crazy. It's, it's crazy. It, yeah, when you look at the history of baseball, it's just it's just uh great. And when I look at old clips of Babe, Babe Ruth and all them, the way the game was looked at then as opposed to the way that it's looked at now. And the way the players were, uh, the way they did on the field, like they played a lot of, uh, uh, is it pepper? Uh, when they just they just got the bat and the ball, yep, and yep. they just hitting it to the guy. You don't see that uh, much yeah, yeah. anymore. In you know before the game, uh, the gloves were so small when they caught the ball, the ball was almost bigger than the glove. It just seemed like such a a pure game as opposed to the day because today we got so much other stuff going on within the game yeah it's it's yeah. more entertainment today than than it was back back then yeah and you know and the guys don't chew tobacco they're they're not supposed to chew tobacco but you, you'll find a few of them still dipping or whatever uh-huh. and then tobacco was the signature of most all the players i gotta get in here get in there hit that ball boy and you stand up there you got, a, you got a big chunk in your jaw. Uh, oh, Dexter. How? Yeah. How? I, I don't remember that far back. I'm sorry. Yeah. That, well, <laughs> tell him. That was just in the 80s, one at OG. Yeah. It, it wasn't that long ago. It, yeah. It, seriously. It wasn't that long ago. Right, Everybody yeah. had them big chews of the tobacco. Spittoon in the, in the dugout. Yeah. I really yeah, yes. wish the audience could see my face right now. Yeah. That is it, it, see, away. It, it, it looks dumbfounded. Yeah. Like, <laughs> And see, like, and see, this is <laughs> this is how far it was etched in baseball. Tobacco uh, is is when I was a kid, and when my son was playing baseball, they had a bubble gum called Big uh, League Chew. Big League Chew. Oh, I yeah. bought juice box some grape flavored Big League Chew yes, yesterday. Yeah, because so. that was supposed to give you that effect. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like the the um, you know under eighteen. Version, so you can feel like you're, yeah, feel you're doing like it. Feel like you're a big league player, you know. <laughs> yeah, but it's got like five chews before you need to get another one. Yes, it, it yeah. does. It does. <laughs> but but it had the same kind of you know the, texture, the texture, it, and, it, and it, it did yeah. gave them that touch of that culture about it. Yeah, I get it. I get and it. another thing uh, is the umpires; they had to chew as well. You, well, the umpires. Let's be honest. Like, when did the umpires stop drinking during the games? It wasn't. I feel like it was like when it was sometime after that one umpire had that heart attack and died. Eric, Eric Gray. Yeah, yep. yeah. It, I, I think, but, but during the games, those guys would have like their own cooler. You know what I'm saying? In between innings. Yeah, but they drank it water, man. They ain't drinking no hey, alcohol. 
You better not drink no alcohol out there in the mid summer and it's 95 degrees and it's hotter than that on that they were having like coors you know which is basically water but you know still they had <laughs> they had coors michelob now they drank after the game the players drank after the game the, the umpires drank during the game i can tell by some of them calls all right i'm just saying i'm just putting it out keeping there, up yeah. with harry carey yeah <laughs> he, he drink unless you yeah, dare yeah. strawberry you got drunk doing the game <laughs> hey that's why you get to stay high so you can stay sharp you last, know what I'm saying? i guess one one last have you heard the 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 color commentary i want to know what you think about the color commentary with chip carey going to st louis it it's it's not we lost a, a gym when we lost chip carey yeah he uh he it was such he was just like Skip, his dad. I mean, that's what I grew up with Skip Carey and Ernie Johnson. You understand? Mm -hmm. And Pete Van Weir. You know, I grew up with them. You go in the house and the Braves are on. That's what you hear. They were in, in inched in your heart, in your body with the Atlanta Braves. Chip, when he came to the Atlanta Braves, all he did was carry on that consistency of yeah. Atlanta Braves baseball. That's what you heard. That's what I want to hear. When I turn on the Braves, I want to hear Chip Carey. He's gone. And and and, and there's a love. I, I listened to the guy yesterday that took his place. You don't even Young know guy, his name, do you? Huh? You don't even know his name. I don't. I, I mean, <laughs> I don't know his name. Jeff Francoeur is there. They're going to have Tom Glevin. Those are the color guys. But the play-by-play? -play, it's gonna take me a long time to to get used to that. Chip Carey was he was part of the family. He was. He was part of the family. He was his daddy's son. Chip, Skip Carey was was these guys were these were they were like sitting in my living room with me. I feel like we're about to end up sending him to family counseling. I'm just trying to boss. tell you, man, when 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 I found out Chip was leaving, I was heartbroken. Yeah, I was. I was. I say what? It was the end. It's the end of an era, and it's just so different. I just, I, I don't, I don't like it. But it's, it's probably just because it's so new. You got to get used to it. But ah, uh, it, it's not that he retired either. He went. I, he, he went, went to, to the, the dark Cardinals. Side. Yeah, went, yeah, it went to the Cardinals. Yeah, the dark side of the force. Yeah, the cards. Come <laughs> on, man. Well, I know, but Come see, that's where he's from. That's not an excuse. That's His granddaddy Harry Carey did. St. Louis Listen, too. We forgave him for being from Missouri. Yeah, but going back, I guess he said he was going home. I don't know. He might. He he. It might have upset him when uh, Dansby left. I don't know. <laughs> you never know. But this is the ironic thing, guys. Yeah, is that the guy that took Chip's place when he was a little boy? He wrote a letter to Skip Carey. And he said that Skip was his favorite broadcaster. And he wanted to be like him when he grew up and broadcast the Atlanta Braves game. He pulled out the letter. They showed him. When wow. They, he, he pulled out the letter that he wrote to Skip Carey. And uh, he was reading the letter. You can see all the little kid writing. And uh, Skip uh, sent him a letter back saying, that, you know, telling him he hoped he did and all that. And it's ironic that he took Chip's place. Wow. It's, it's, so you know i can see probably why they picked him yeah you know you got to put in your app early you know yeah, what i'm saying right. <laughs> he did it i think he said he was like nine or ten years old or something like that and that's that's a cute story you know it's just it it ain't it, chip it's not chip and we, it, he's got big shoes to fill we'll we'll leave whether it he, whether he likes it or not 
he does. Baseball looks for those stories, man. It does. Well, hey, man. You know, we we telling it like it is on the Couch Potato Sports Report. I love Skip, Chip, Skip, Ernie, all of them. So, hey, when we get back, we're going to switch gears. We can talk a little bit about Atlanta United. You know it. And I know I got two guys here that's going to fill up the radio waves with it or the podcast waves. How about that? Back in a moment. Hey, this is Mo Better with the Council Tater Sports Report. I'd love for you to join us for what always promises to be an entertaining and lively discussion on the latest news in sports. And trust me, I need all the support I can get because refereeing these matchups with T-Bird and the other guy is no easy task. But it's always a lot of fun. Tune in Fridays at 6 o'clock. When shopping for homeowner's insurance, understand that any broker can bundle to save you money. LeVette Group takes insurance further with personalized agent attention. We are always available to advocate for you and your family when processing claims and adjusting for your insurance requirements. Call me, Todd Dean, to find the best package that fits you. I can be reached at 678 777 7718. Again, I'm Todd Dean of the Levet Group, and you can reach me at 678 777 7718. All right, coming back on the Cast Potato Sports Report, trying to get to the home stretch. OG and Dex, I tell you, y'all folks, you know, we talk about soccer from time to time and it becomes a big topic that we kind of go back and forth about. Let's talk about the, the Atlanta United. We, we coming back this year. They've gotten off to a great start. Of course, we got a new striker because we lost uh, 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 Joseph Martinez. Joseph Martinez. Yeah, yeah. And they say this guy that we got is the real deal. I mean... Yeah, I mean, he's good. He played for the uh, Argentinian national team. He scored like one goal, but he, he didn't get as much playing time because, you know, Lotoro Martinez is the true striker of that national team. He's good. Yeah. I, I can't lie. He's good. This guy is small, though. He's like five, six, 130 pounds. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's fast. He's good with his feet. I'm worried about his durability. You know what I mean? Because I, I think they're trying to push the league to be a little bit more physical, physical. Yeah. Because it's, it's basically a lot more entertaining. But, hey, man, love the hard work. I appreciate it. I mean, they've been talking him up, OG. Uh, you know, Atlanta, uh, all the Atlanta uh, sports guys been talking him up like he's the real deal. You know, in the, uh, the, the power rankings, uh, the MLS, the Atlanta United three in the power rankings – which I think we've come a long way since last year, given it feels like we gave away a lot of, a lot of our talent. You know, we just did not have the best year last year. It's refreshing to see some good moves that are you know, viewed as intelligent moves by folks that are soccer gurus. And so I, I think that Atlanta team has 
the potential to be a high scoring team. I mean, we've got international, you know, Thiago has been around the block. I mean, he knows what's what, and his free kick is apparently legit. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing also, they, they had all those people that were out on injuries. And so now we're getting back to the team that had the chemistry, the guys that are good together. Um, they, they're on the upside. They're definitely on the upswing. So I mean, we'll definitely see what ended up happening. The one thing I, I am always worried about is the, uh, the midfield. You can't have a strong enough midfield. Well, Miles Robinson will be back, right? Yeah, Miles Robinson is back. He's a great defender, and he's solid. I'm just worried about, you know, again, him coming back from the injuries. He's a solid player. He was great at Syracuse. You know, he's always been great for us. Um, You know, I don't think he's coming back too soon, but, you know, once you have an injury in soccer – you're fairly vulnerable because, you know. They're going to go after. Right? Yeah, Let's I wouldn't say go after, but, you know, the body. Your yeah. body is vulnerable. We've also got some talent. I mean, you took midfield, but uh, our defenders, pretty strong that have some, that can score as well. I mean, we got teenager, you know, Caleb Wiley. Who, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's something else. I, I, I mean, he's, 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 he's great to have some young talent that is playing today that can also score. I feel like, you know, kids these days, they, they can play all these spots. And, I mean, it's great to have a, a defender that can that can score. It, it, it's the reason for that is uh, the Atlanta United, you know, during their academy, they don't really take true defenders. What they'll do is they'll take midfielders because they want people who can pass and get into offense really, really well. They don't take true defenders because at that point, if it's past the midfield, you know, you know they you can it's easier to teach somebody how to defend than it is to set up uh plays and to you know run a midfield it's, you just need certain instincts for that think about the mindset if you're a defender you're going to be defensive but if you're a midfielder that's used to having the ball you're going to potentially be more aggressive and that's that's your ball so you've got two offensively minded people going for the ball you know who cares where on the field it is but if you've got defenders that that are offensive minded i think i think there's some something to be said about that make it makes sense to me i it, it does make sense to me and i get where you're saying but i'm i'm of the I'm of the you know the the old school purist type when it comes oh, to soccer you, no, yeah no, at, no, oh, i'm gonna be a jerk about yeah. it i'm gonna be you know i'm a vincent company fan i know i'm a big fan of like that guy who can basically shut shut it down I would like to see somebody like uh, an American version of Virgil van Dyke come in and shut down or make it even harder for somebody to score on them. But we don't have anybody that's, we don't have notable defensive stars in the MLS. We just really don't. And we, we need that because it makes the strikers look better if somebody can actually get around them. So, but what, why, why do, why is it important to have a, 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 you know, shut down defender, Inside, like I just, what's the kind of the? It makes sense why the outside? team, uh -huh. but why don't we have star? Like, why do we need stars at the defender position? Okay, I'm going to tell you this right now, but I'm going to tell you this in the form of a question. When it comes to soccer managers, what position has creates the most coaches? Mm. Is it defenders? Sitter, defensive mids. And yeah, gonna, cause because you can see the whole field because you can see the whole field and it's that type of mentality. You know, you, again, you, you get, you got guys like Claude McAlealy back in the day, rude, uh, you know, rude, not rude. Yeah. Rude Gillett. You know, those guys make amazing coaches. 
Andrea Pirlo, you know, the Italian national, you know, he's so amazing. He was amazing on the field. I think he's going to be the next best thing when it comes to managing. These guys, they all come from that same ilk. They can see the game, man. So, and, and with, with, you know, score, scoring goals is exciting, but as a defender, like you don't have that, like, you know, pinnacle moment that it gets the crowd excited. Yeah, you can take the ball away, but it's not like scoring a goal. So of course, all the offensive players are going to be, you know, are going to get all the headlines, uh -huh. but the defensive players do the do the grunt work. That's yeah. the important stuff. It's like a defenseman in hockey, I guess. I mean, offensive lineman, they, that, I mean, they know that going in when you think. Yeah, uh, I mean, which would you rather see? Would you rather see, you know, I'm going to put this in terms that you can understand. Would you rather see somebody that can dunk or somebody that can block a dunk uh well that that's that's i mean of course you want to say i want to defend but i want to see the guy that that blocks the dunk because uh i mean don't it, think it, like a coach though you're thinking i know like a coach. i know yeah. i know in but, essence you want to see the dunk but it it ups the quality of the game in total yeah, also if they're I can really see that. good if they're really good right backs they can push forward with the rest of the team. Yeah. The same thing on headers. And normally those guys are, they're well over like six, three. Mm -hmm. So if they're the ones that are getting the headers, so you, you start coming in off of set pieces, you'll get scoring. That's where your best defenders come from. They're not, you're, all your midfield guys at tops, they're like six feet tall, maybe. Yeah. You know, all your, your forward guys, they're, anywhere between like five five and five nine five ten or whatever and they're faster they're better agility things like that it's rare that you're gonna get you know a voot veg horse who's like six six or uh holland who's six four uh, is the are, so we've got some some good traction with the united are you what is your confidence level in being able to continue this high level of play based off of who they were before even without uh joseph uh martinez in the lineup i'm incredibly confident on in what the team will do for the rest of the year simply because everybody's back healthy fully rested they have uh just a sort of a new culture with it right. and they got a lot of confidence in this in this new striker so it's it's upside right now we they don't a, have to win the championship we got a record on them yet og uh, let me I, I just know that uh i heard that they had gotten off to a great start and uh, I know they were all the brass was excited about the start that they had gotten off to. So we're trying to get a what's a hey, I just wanted to mention to all the chatters because I, I can't type as fast as I can tell you guys. I'm trying to keep up with all the uh, the uh, comments that are coming in and answering some questions. There was somebody that asked about the draft, and I'm not sure if it was part of one of the past questions, which draft is coming up? The NFL, NFL draft, draft. Coming okay, right up. yeah, in April. We talked yeah. about the um, basketball, you know, yeah, NBA yeah. draft. All right, yeah. they were probably just talking about that draft, and I apologize. I'm yeah, that's going that's going to be on the show next week because we're getting closer to the draft. Okay, yeah, so definitely keep out for it uh, next week. We'll definitely mention it. Do we have any like quick things? Because we had mentioned what uh, the Falcons needed, but uh, yeah, we we talked about that a little bit last week. Do we have any Let's go back to OG. He he getting that. Yeah, um, real quick, and then yeah. we'll, we'll we'll answer real that. Quick. But yeah, okay. in the fresh season, so three uh, three wins, one draw, no losses. See, and an 11, 11 goal scored with a plus eight goal differential, and that mm -hmm. the goal differential is what is kind of like the tiebreaker. I like the three wins. 
Hey, I like that win again. <laughs> and no loss and no losses. Yeah. I like the win uh, versus uh, the Timbers when they went 5-1. Yeah. Bro, that's, that's what you all putting on a clinic at that point. So. Yeah. 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 I mean, we'll see. But yeah, speaking of the uh, NFL draft, we're going to address that next week. Uh, we're getting closer to it. And, you know, uh, we throw in a few Falcon there. I mean, uh, the free agency, you know, we had, I think we, B plus to to A on the free agency. I mean, for, for, they, they went, for me, they went after what they wanted. Apparently, they didn't want uh, a certain guy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And for anybody who hasn't listened to the show before, he's talking about uh, Jackson out of uh, Lamar out of Jackson. Baltimore. Lamar Jackson. Yeah, out of Baltimore. Um, I don't know, man. That whole debacle with him, dude. It's just I don't blame him for getting for asking what he wants. I really don't. I don't. You know, it's a capitalist society. Get your bag, bro. I get it. But it's it's what the market will bear. The market won't bear what he what he takes. So he he has. I, in my opinion, he's not worth what he's asking well i would say none of them are worth 50 to 60 million per year but especially deshaun watson ain't worth (laughs) (laughs) so but there's still talk that there's still a, a half of a door open that they might still try to sign him because he don't have an agent Oh yeah, he doesn't. And, have an agent, he yeah. doesn't have an agent, and and to me, if he would have had an agent, he probably would have been unsigned somewhere by now. But he trying to hold tight, and but look at it on the bright side. Even if he signs that tag that they put on him, he's still gonna make thirty two million dollars. Yeah, you know, no, <laughs> I mean, no I mean, syrup sandwiches for that guy. I mean, so you know, <laughs> but uh, uh, but yeah, we're gonna address that next week. And moving on, let's let's talk about uh. Uh, March Madness. Uh-oh. Uh, my God, OG, it's been a ride, man. You know, it's it's one of the most exciting kind of events because you know there's going to be upsets, and it's kind of fun to try and predict and guess who's going to get upset. But man, this year it seems like there have been more than normal. Some big we, teams. We had for the second time ever, number sixteen beat number one, right, and then. I mean, multiple upsets the first round, and then the second round, it's just as many. And early uh, yesterday, FAU, the nine seed, uh, continues to win. They beat Tennessee, so they. Atlantic. I mean, they they've won you know, three straight games where they were the big underdog. Right. And hey, this that's why you play the game. It makes it exciting. That's what made it. And, and I've even gotten a little excited watching March Madness. Kansas has gone down. Tennessee is gone down. Uh, Arizona. Uh, Arizona. Purdue. Purdue Michigan State. I, I know. Michigan State's gone down. I ain't going to say that I ain't happy about that. Yeah. I ain't no Izzo watch fan. Watch your tongue. You I watch your no tongue. Izzo. I ain't no Izzo fan. So, you know, it, it's it's just so exciting just to see these programs that you never hear about until this time until of year. this time of And year. they make something of their one shot. That's exactly It's just, right. oh, it just Florida, makes Florida, uh, Dex, Florida International. Oh, yeah. Or Florida Atlantic. And that's Florida. I thought it was Florida, Florida Atlantic. Atlantic. Okay, my Florida, bad. Yeah, Florida. Florida. Yeah, they beat Tennessee, oh. which I'm fine with. I've never been a Tennessee fan. Me yeah, yeah. So uh, that's I, the I, ugliest orange I have seen. Uh, just, I just feel like vomiting every time I see it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, but. So you know you 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 go through 
throughout the league and in, in the game last night with Gonzaga. Gonzaga and UCLA. Uh, so, you know, that's that's the more typical matchup this late into the tournament. Yeah, right. You know, the two seed versus the three seed. And it was back and forth. It right. was exciting. And man, it just it came down to the wire. That's what you want to see in these games. You you want these close games where you just you got to gut it out and who has the ball last wins. That's why we watch. All right, I'm gonna ask you this: Who's gonna win it, OG? Who's gonna win it all? Oh, man, I I I picked Texas in my little bracket, but uh, I think um, I think Texas has a shot. Kansas State, who beat Michigan State, they look pretty strong too. But my my oddball pick to make the Final Four, Creighton. Creighton. They've well, got some tall trees in at Creighton. Okay. That Creighton? Creighton. Dude. They in it a lot every year. Creighton. I Creighton is like this year's Gonzaga, to be quite honest with you. How do you I, know? You how do you where's Creighton located? Nebraska. You sure? Is yep. Well okay. you're mad that I know that, don't you? <laughs> Look at you all mad. That's pretty random. I'm hey, I'm impressed. I, I'm I'm just gonna quote someone on this. You look dumbfounded. <laughs> um, well, I, 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 I hate to say it, but I think Alabama might be one of the few number ones that actually has a chance. Usually number ones go out in either this round or the next round. That's what yeah. I was about to mention. Yeah. Don't forget about Alabama. Houston is – they're struggling. I, I, uh, yeah, but, you know, that's kind of who I was going with was, was Houston. Yeah. Uh, they seem to always find a way. Uh, but you know, Alabama is Alabama in basketball for the last three or four years. You know who Houston reminds me of? Old school running rebels. Uh, okay. You know, yeah. they for some reason or whatever it is, they just come out and they find something. Right. They find something. You know. Right. Jerry Tarkanian, you know, for whatever criticism you could possibly have of the man, but he happened to make. UNLV, he put UNLV on the map. Had so. a lot of stars, grandma, yeah, yeah. and everybody. Everybody. I, I think Houston, for the first probably 30 of the 40 minutes of the game against Auburn, Houston, Houston did not dominate the game. I mean, they were neck right. and neck. And then at the end, you know, they they the final score does not dictate how that game was and played. And that's what all that matters. And if, if Houston wins and Texas wins, they'll play each other in the Elite Eight. And I think Texas will... We'll, we'll win. That's that's my dark horse. Okay. And speaking of that, Kennesaw State, they gave uh, – who's that they played? Xavier. They gave Xavier every they, – they really should have won the game, but they didn't score for like nine minutes. That was the key in the game. And then they got some bum calls. I was really cheering for Kennesaw State. And another thing, Stan, with basketball, uh, Damon Stoudemire. Takes over at Georgia Tech. Yeah, that, that's I, a high-profile pro- hire right yeah. there. And uh, takes over for Josh Pashner, and I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be interesting because he said he planning on putting the Georgia Tech basketball back in the spotlight in the city of Atlanta. I would like to see that. Yeah, I would like to see that. I I am a little nervous that this is the the coach prime route by bringing in a big name who's going to help with recruiting. I hope that is not the case because I don't want to get you riled up. But I just I hope that it, he can coach and and bring those talented players and coach and put Georgia Tech back in the map. Well, apparently he's gotten a bunch of good rave re- reviews as a coach. He coached Pacific and did really well at Pacific. And then he went to the Boston Celtics as a 
assistant. Yeah, yeah. And he's, you know, done well. So apparently they, they got their guy and we're going to wait and see. I'm ready for that. I don't know, man. I, I'm I'm going to go ahead and feel like, yo, he's going to show up. He's going to show up. I oh. give him three years to where, like, we're talking about him all the time. Hey, hope so. Final remarks, OG? Man, college basketball's on. It's an exciting weekend. And we got we got football right around the corner, or at least the next big thing in football right around the corner. Good time. Good, Good time. time, Dex. Final remarks? Man, uh, uh, drink one for me. Go Powder Springs, Rockies. Go SSA soccer. And I'm talking about you, Dax Attack. Love you, man. Ah, and for me, uh, the Braves are on tonight. The Hawks are on tonight. Braves are on in, against Boston. Hawks are on tonight. I forget who they're playing, but they're on. So uh, check them out. And, hey, we're going to see you next week. All right. We are out. We out. Visit us on the couch spot. Let us know what you think. We're going to talk drafts next week. Get all your comments ready early.